Hey everybody, it's Monica Hershaft live on Facebook. So as many of you know, I'm a holistic health practitioner and I'm certified in NRT. And you know, who cares about all the credentials and all the initials after your name? The bottom line is, all a person cares about is, can you help me? Can you help me get my health back? And that's what I went through when I was sick. So for 10 years, when I was so sick that I couldn't drive or go to work, the one thing I cared about was how do I find somebody to help me get my health back? How do I find somebody to get me back on my feet and make me feel like a person again? So the bottom line is, if you can't get a diagnosis, what's the one thing you want more than anything else in the world? You want an answer, you want a solution, you want a diagnosis, you want a label. You want your health back. You want to get your life back. With your health back, you get to be the person that you wanna be. You see, when you don't have answers and you can't feel better, it prevents you from being the person that you know you are inside, and then it makes you feel disconnected from your true self. So what happens is your relationships suffer, you can't communicate effectively, you can't connect on a deeper level because you're not feeling well and there's a detachment. You can't do your job well. It affects your competency. It affects your driving in a lot of cases. I mean, some of us shouldn't even be out there driving. It's very difficult and one of the things I think is the hardest for people is finding the right person to partner with you on this and then also figuring out, well, how do I prevent this from happening in the future? And so I wanna to talk to you about my three pillar system. Not because I'm telling you, oh, come sign up for this. You can do this no matter who you work with or where you are. It's not about something that you can only do with me. So let me tell you, one of the biggest issues when people are trying to get their health back is that, first of all, they don't stick with it long enough. So a lot of times people will try something, like let's say it's a new nutrition program, or you're working with a practitioner for the first time and doing a new program, if you don't give it at least three months, you're not gonna know if it works or not because it takes 90 days for tissue change to happen in the body. Now let me clarify, that doesn't mean it takes 90 days to get your health back, that's insane. It took a long time for you to get sick. It's not gonna be fixed in 90 days. It's just not you know, rational, but if you stop trying something before 90 days, you have no way of knowing if that worked and then you just wasted a bunch of time and money. That's one of the things I see time and time again. The other thing is, people only address one thing and they ignore all the other things that are preventing them from getting well, and that's the three pillars. So, the three pillars are nutrition, environment and lifestyle, and holistic health. And what I mean by holistic health is a practitioner. A lot of times we think we can do it on our own and there's nothing wrong with trying that. But if you've been suffering from something for years upon years, you have to get outside help and you have to let a practitioner help you. The problem is how do you find the right one? I personally spent 10 years looking. The first five years, I went from medical doctor to medical doctor and had a bunch of tests run. And it's good to run tests because it helps you rule out what your situation is or isn't. So for example, one of the things that's nice about not being able to get a diagnosis is you can say, well, I don't have cancer. Well, I don't have diabetes. 
you know, you can, you can rule out these serious ailments that we tend to worry we have when we feel so sick. So that's the good thing about labs. Other than that, if your labs tell you nothing's wrong with you, that's actually not necessarily true. So if you're experiencing symptoms, all that means is that you're getting symptoms sooner on the disease chain than it'll actually show up in labs. So for example, if you need to have a certain amount of degradation or malfunction, for lack of a better word, in whatever area they're testing, and let's say you need 60% degradation, but you have 40% degradation, it's gonna show up that you're normal, but you're just feeling the symptoms sooner. And that can still be helped, that can still be addressed. So um, one of the things I wanna talk about is in order to find a good practitioner, you have to know what you're looking for and how to communicate effectively. And so I can tell you right now, I've been a patient and I've been a practitioner and I learned a lot about how to talk to practitioners. And it's really good for you to know going in exactly what your symptoms are, when you started feeling those symptoms, and what your goals are. You need to have realistic expectations. You wanna ask them, how often are you gonna to need to see me? What are your requirements? What, am, what are you gonna need me to do? Because you have to make sure that you're in alignment with what their requirements are, otherwise you're wasting your time and money going in and seeing them, even for a consult. The other thing you wanna do is ask them if they've worked with your type of issues before and had success with them. And the other thing you wanna do is create your own symptom survey because nobody knows better than you if something's working or not. So many people turn it over to the practitioner to decide if something is working for you or not, when in reality, you're really the only one who can tell. So if you do a symptom survey before starting a program, you'll be able to tell if you're getting better or not because you can take that same survey again 90 days later and compare it to the first one. One of the things I noticed is people have a tendency to forget their symptoms when they get better. They completely forget. I've done these reevaluations with patients time and time again and they will look at their symptom survey and go, oh, I totally forgot I had that. So it's really important for you to take responsibility for that. And the other thing, Communicate effectively with your practitioner. We know you're not feeling well. We know that you are going through a hard time. What you wanna do is work with them as a team. If you come at a practitioner from a place of, I'm not taking responsibility for my illness, but I'm gonna turn it over to you and expect you to fix it. And if you don't, then something's wrong with you as a practitioner. <laughs> That's the fastest way to end that relationship because as a practitioner, we are here to facilitate your healing process. We're here to help you figure out the solutions and apply them. It's your job to know if it's working or not. It's your job to apply it. Now let me move on to the second pillar and give you a couple of tips on that. Nutrition. Now many of you know I was born and raised a vegan and I, you know, it was for ethical reasons for me and I was raised by, um, in my family, my dad's an animal rights activist and it was really difficult for me to have to change my mentality about it. Um, it was emotional for me. I tried to get well as a vegan for over five years and 
Um, every doctor and practitioner I went to told me that diet didn't matter and somewhere inside of me that felt weird to me. Now I didn't know that I necessarily would need to stop being a vegan in my particular case but I just figured, I mean, don't you want to tell me to stop eating sugar or maybe don't drink wine? I don't know. I mean, even as a layman, I had enough of a intuition to be able to tell that I should be having some sort of a framework around what I'm eating and ingesting because what you put in your body, you know, the old saying, you are what you eat, right? But no one ever said anything about that, even when I asked them. So this one practitioner I found said she couldn't work with me if I was a vegan and I wouldn't be able to get well and she couldn't heal me properly. And at that point, I was so desperate to get my life back, I was willing to try anything and I did. And for me, it worked. Now, the training that I have in the certification that I practiced in my office follows that same tenet but that doesn't mean you can't get well as a vegan or a vegetarian. I just personally don't know how that works because I wasn't able to figure it out on my own. And I think there's so many different ways to heal a body. We're all unique. We all have unique issues. And in my case, it didn't work to get well as a vegan. But how I'm trained and what I saw in my practice was that when people applied a paleo diet and eliminated sugar, wheat, dairy and soy and all sugars, even natural sugars, even honey, maple syrup, agave, um, monk fruit sugar, all of those natural sugars you have to eliminate because it feeds the pathogens and you want to remove what's interfering with your body's ability to heal and repair itself. And if you are continuing to feed those pathogens and make a nice happy home for them, your body is not going to be able to get rid of them. And then you'll be stuck on kind of a hamster wheel, you know what I mean? So nutrition is really important and again, you can't just try something for two weeks and think it's gonna work, it won't. So let me go on to the third pillar. The third pillar is lifestyle and environment. And the reason that's so important is because things have changed dramatically. In the last 20 years, we have cell phones and computers, we have Wi-Fi, we live next to cell phone towers, we use smart meters on our homes for power and gas. We uh, are dealing with an amount of chlorine and fluoride in our tap water that is unimaginable to people who live in other countries. In fact, there's a known syndrome for people that move to the United States from other countries where they get chronically sick after about a year of living here. So not only are you dealing with the quality of the tap water that you're showering in, you're bathing in, you're cooking in, you're drinking, but you're also dealing with food depletion, the soil's depleted, people are microwaving food, we're using pesticides in this country that are outlawed in other countries because they're so dangerous and toxic. And we're also eating animal protein that is injected with antibiotics and hormones. People wonder why they're having all these hormonal imbalances and all of these thyroid issues. And you have to take a look at how much things have changed in the last 10 to 20 years. It's easy to adapt and make these changes in your daily life and a couple of quick hacks for you are go get a really good shower filter because when you're taking a shower, it's getting absorbed into your pores and going directly into your bloodstream and you are breathing it in as a gas and when I say it, I'm talking about chlorine. It's one of the biggest immune suppressors out there and if you get a shower filter and you're diligent about changing it frequently, it's not even expensive. That will solve a lot of issue of chlorine exposure for you. Another thing is make sure you've got a good water filter. Now Brita, Pure, 
I hate to name brands, but if it's cheap, it's cheap for a reason. These more expensive ones, people tend to stay away from, but it actually ends up costing the same amount per gallon, if not less than some of these cheaper brands. And you can then really filter out harmful pathogens and chemicals, chlorine, and even fluoride. But you have to know, I personally like Berkey filters because they come with an extra fluoride filter, but you just have to change them often enough and not forget. The other thing is keep your cell phone and laptop three feet away from you. Don't sleep in the same room with them. Don't underestimate what they do to your frontal brain. Your frontal brain affects your nervous system. Your nervous system rules your health. It tells your body what to do and how to do it. You don't want to interrupt that process. Those of you sleeping with your phone under your pillow, don't do it. Get it out of the room, out of the out of the periphery, leave it in another room, turn it off. And you could even turn your Wi-Fi off at night when you're sleeping because your body's repairing. So these are just a few tips that you can use in the meantime. I hope it helps. And if you want any more information about what I can do to help you, feel free to reach out, message me here, or send me an email at info at And you've got the spelling of my name right there. Thanks, have a good one.